actually like to invite our um, next speaker up on stage, and that is Sue McConaughey. And Sue is actually going to be... Actually, I might swap. I'll give you that. So, Sue, you're going to be speaking to us today about texting teens. What is your background and what is your experience with teenagers? Now, that's a good question, isn't it? Because unless I've actually started again uh, and I've covered it really well, I'm actually a bit old to be having teenagers. And my teenagers are, were pre the, the sort of technological revolution, if you like. So you can very well ask what I'm doing here. Um, I, I guess my, my reason is that, well, one, I, I was a teenager, and I'm sure that you can all agree with that. I have had teenagers, um, and I work as a psychologist, so uh, a lot of my, my patients are still either parents or parents with teenagers. And even though I now work in cancer care, my background in psychology has been quite broad, and I think I've worked with everybody and everything. Well, my eldest daughter has actually just become a teenager. Should I be frightened? Yes. <laughs> Great. I thought I should be. Yes. So yes. I'm really looking forward to hear Wonderful. what you have to say, Sue. Thank, okay. thank you. I, I actually, when I was asked to do this... Uh, I have a tendency to say yes and then think about it afterwards. And this was certainly one of those occasions because initially I thought, well, it's no point asking me because what do I know about technology? But then I'll tell you something really funny. When, when I wanted to do this talk, I was particularly interested in using a YouTube clip and I found out that I couldn't. So I was thinking, I'm giving this talk about technology and you're going to be stuck with me in front of you. Now, don't you think that's one of those amazing things? I also found that in my preparation for this, I researched on the internet, I looked at YouTube clips, I participated in a webinar, I checked my Kindle to see if there was a particular book that I really wanted was available as an e-book. No, it wasn't. So I actually had to go and buy, buy a real book. So... It, it, we're in a very unusual world, aren't we, where we've got this mixture and even if you're like me and think that you're probably a little bit behind the times, chances are you're not. Uh, because even when I think about my life, I use email all the time, I use text messages all the time, I use screens in a whole lot of different ways. And so if you look at your lives, this is actually the world we live in. So this is a really great topic. When I was looking at it too, I was thinking about um, what, what, what are the real issues here. And I, I'm probably just going to bleat out a whole lot of things at you. There is a, a bit of an order to it, but I, I actually think that your discussions around the table are going to be more valuable than anything that I actually say to you. Um, uh, there's, there's a bunch of things for you to consider and to explore and a lot of this stuff is much better done by talking the old-fashioned way with each other. And of course you can always back that up by using other forms of communication. And 
I just love the way that I just threw that in. Wasn't that a wonderful segue? In the end, this is all about communication. And if you're here because you're sort of thinking that there is now yet another barrier between me and my children and it comes in the form of some kind of screen, you're really up against an age-old problem. This is not a new one. The only thing that is new is the technology. The problem is the same. And your concerns about your relationship with your children is the same one that parents have always had had. And, and so in a way, and don't I sound like an old, doddery, cranky old person now, there's nothing new under the sun. Um, and then I feel really good because I actually didn't say that. It was um, that phrase, there is nothing new under the sun, actually comes from the Bible. So where do we start? First of all, it's probably about communication and not about technology. By the way, there are some really great hints and clues if it's the technology that you're interested in. There's a whole lot of things that you as parents and grandparents can learn if you want to know more about passwords, protecting your children, uh, different means of, of I guess, um, being aware of what they're up against and the way that communication devices are used with your children. And I'm probably not the best one to talk to about that. But hey, have the conversation with the people around the table and see what they've used, experimented with and tried. The other reason why I'm not really going to concentrate too much on the devices is that they're going to change. Whatever we talk about today is probably going to be different in five years' time. Probably less than five years' time, don't you think? So in a way, what we need is meta-strategies or a, a sort of a world view or an approach which is going to stand the tests of time rather than getting too hung up on, the, on, the, on the, the little bits and pieces. I guess the other thing is because we're talking about teenagers, keep in mind that your teenager has the ability to communicate back to you and to teach you. So a lot of the time when it comes down to the extra intricacies of the whole thing, it really is perfectly okay to sit with them and discuss with them what is this about, how are you using it, um, why is it so important, what sort of problems do, does your teenager envisage having with this sort of issue um, and, and I guess trying to be as open as possible with all of that. And I guess the other thing I'm going to throw in here, which is sort of the, um, the wet blanket bit of what I'm saying, is that this is very much a process. There is really no magic way, there is no single way or strategy which is actually going to ensure that your child is protected against whatever those dangers are out there. And I've got a quote here from, from someone else about the nature of, of parenting and just how hard it is. And it's, it goes, do everything right all the time and the child would prosper. It's as simple as that. <laughs> Except for fate, luck, heredity, chance, the astrological sign under which your child was born, his order of birth, his first encounter with evil, the girl who jilts him in spite of his excellent qualities, the war that is being fought when he is a young man, the drugs he may try once or too many times, the friends he makes, how he scores on tests, how well he endures kidding about his shortcomings, how, ambas how ambitious he becomes, how far he falls behind, circumstantial evidence, ironic perspective, um, hunger when it is least expected, difficult and triumphing over circumstance, people with hidden agendas and animals with rabies, <laughs> all right? So, I, I'm just putting that there, just a little bit of reality testing, isn't it? 
Uh, and yet there's also part of me when I was coming over here today, was thinking about if I had to say one thing to you, I would say never give up. Because this is so important. We are talking about your children. This is very important. By the time they've become teenagers, you have invested quite a lot of time and energy into these young people. And you want to continue that good work you've done. Okay, I'm a psychologist, so quick little chat about developmental tasks. So we're talking about those 12 to 18-year-olds. Such a tricky time because they are sort of getting ready to leave. In fact, as soon as we have children, we're sort of getting them ready to leave. And one of the great tragedies of life is children who don't quite launch. Um, so we do actually want our children to be able to take their place in the world. And as, as teenagers are, are a little bit further along than, say, your primary school age kids or even your five-year-olds who tell you that they will never leave your house and are going to stay there forever, um, by the time they're between 12 and 18, they, they may even be very, very keen to spend as much time as possible away from you. And, and sometimes you think that those screens they're using are actually a very effective barrier. Now, the trouble with teenagers, though, is that they are like the tide. They come and go, all right? So, they're independent one minute, and then the next minute they can't even feed themselves, all right? So, it, whatever I say, you, you will need to be on your toes even more than you've ever been as a parent because it will, it will go up and down. Um, they, they are very grown up one minute and very childlike the next. Um, Another thing which is happening with your children as they reach this age is that they are getting particularly interested in ideas, reasoning, values. And you might find that very annoying. I certainly did at certain stages because suddenly they will challenge what you've got to say. Now, this is very important. If you do not have a good reason for something, your children are going to really give you a hard time. Yeah. So this is the most important time and I actually think you're in the right place here because you're, you're being given the opportunity to reflect on what's really important to you and I would encourage you, if you do not know what's important to you now, then certainly checking out the claims of Jesus is a really good thing because uh, and, and, if you actually think, say for example, that etiquette, etiquette is important and that treating people properly on the, on, when you're texting each other is something you value, well, get ready for your children to come back and say, why? And so it's really important for you to, to think about that and to be able to say, why? It's, well, you know, you might say, well, because I'm, I'm a Christian and the Bible clearly says we are to treat people as well as we want to be treated ourselves. So when you're texting, don't ever text something that you would not want to be seen, to be said about you. So again, that's why I'm saying it's a really good time and place for you to consider that if you haven't already. Now, so, so this is very important, but they will also spot inconsistencies with you if they haven't already. So if you have certain rules or if you really believe that a good night's sleep is important and then you end up on Facebook until 3 o'clock in the morning, okay, need I say more? Okay, so it's really time to sort out those sorts of things because they will give you a hard time if you haven't got this sorted. Uh, they will also be experimenting, so please don't ever... Uh, this is a tricky one. I, I think that um, our children need to experience consequences of their behaviour, but be careful of overreacting as well. There's a very good chance that they will make at least one mistake. Um, if, you, if you haven't already considered this, your children aren't perfect, and they are going to make mistakes. Even when we're talking about cyberbullying, sometimes your child might be the bully. They might make mistakes. It's most important that we as parents 
have a, a chance to actually turn everything into a learning experience as far as we are able to. So they're going to try different kinds of identities. So um, even if they're particularly scary at one particular stage um, and, and come up with certain ways of behaving, or I can remember my boys at one stage discussing with me whether it would ever be all right to have a tattoo. Now, this is in the 90s, so it's a quite a different world now. And I'd actually said, well, if you still want a tattoo when you're 15, go ahead. Um, <laughs> Luckily, they changed their mind by then. Um, but at that stage, there was much discussion of wacko things like um, skeletons on motorbikes, yeah, which I think would have been a bit of a shame to go through life with a skeleton on a motorbike on your back. Uh, but, but again, that you, I guess I'm just saying that there are times when they might be experimenting with identities or belonging to a certain tribe and, and it might take a little bit of adjustment on your, your plate, so not to overreact if you possibly can help it. Um, so I guess the other thing is, remember you are the parents here, you are not the teenagers, so they may not be able to empathise with you. Um, and really, why should they? They haven't actually been there yet. You've been where they are. They haven't been where you are. So if, if you're sort of thinking your kids are going to cut you some slack, uh, I, I would say don't expect that. Go, go to your friends. They will cut you some slack. <laughs> I'll remind you about... Because they will. Well, I hope they do. If your friends won't cut you any slack, find some new friends. We, we really need them right now. Okay. Wise words from Mark Twain. Mark Twain said that when I was 17, I was ashamed of my parents' ignorance, but at 21, I was surprised how much they had learned in four years. <laughs> Give your children a chance. Okay. So, think about that. I guess the other thing is keep in mind that there is a big difference between a 13-year-old and a 19-year-old. What the rules are for a 13-year-old are different from a 19-year-old, which is tough on you guys. You've got to keep adjusting and changing and thinking about what the situation is and what sort of rules might be required. Um, I was reading um, in a book that I bought this week by snail mail, um, one pages, that um, this particular family had a sort of a rule that all children would get an email address when they were 10 years old, um, but that they would not be allowed to go onto Facebook until they were 15. And so they'd have sort of rules and stages. And then as the kids got older, that there would be different kinds of rules or depending on how trustworthy they were, would depend on how much screen time they were able to have. So have a think about that as well. Okay. You'll notice I've used paper, but in my defence, I did actually do this on a word processor and print it off. Okay. Okay. So, technology. This is a really interesting one. I actually think technology is wonderful. If any of you have travelled overseas, then you'll realise that this truly is remarkable. The fact that our children have access to these devices and that we have access, that I can actually go out with my friends on Friday night who are all my age or older, and if we want to know something, somebody will Google it. And, uh, you know, so, everybody's having a whole lot of fun with this. And... And, and, and I guess um, using screens and mobile devices and communication tools is a truly wonderful thing. And I must admit, uh, it's, I think it's amazing how human beings use technology to communicate. 
communicate with each other. Even if you think about your children who might be irritating you because once again they've got a screen in front of them, they're communicating with someone else. That's remarkable, isn't it? So we really do want to help them use it well. When people are using screen devices for play, keep in mind that we psychologists know a heck of a lot more about play than technology at the moment. We know that play is actually really important for people. We actually know that communication is really important for people. So it's not as if um, you have to feel totally ignorant when your children have a device in front of them. Do remember you do know something about play and you do know something about communication and they're both good things. I guess what we're concerned about today is at times when those, those things go a bit awry and it doesn't work out terribly well. Um, the interesting thing about gaming and, uh, is, is that it seems from a psychological point of view and from a research point of view, it's not so much gaming or being in front of a screen itself is a problem, but who people are playing with and the playing experience itself. So it's, it's um, for those of you who are more familiar with, say, different kind of screen use, like movies and television, it's the same sort of thing. The content of what's on the screen is actually quite important, and that is something as parents. So don't be sort of uh, feel too bamboozled by your children sort of disparaging, how can you possibly understand this new technology? You're so old. Um, you do actually know that content is important, and what is actually being said to each other is important. And you have every right as parents to be interested in that and to feel that you have a place or a role in helping your children, teaching them, instructing them how to communicate with other people, how to finish communication, um, how, for example, what appears on a, a mobile device or on a screen is very flat. And even sarcasm does not work well on a screen. Have any of you found that yourselves? <laughs> that we have to be very careful because if people have got an email or something flat, they can't see your face, they can't see your body or what you're doing. It's your job as a parent to teach them all those things and it's also your job as a parent to help them understand about the place of play and to play well. Um, so, strategies. Now, this is me throwing a whole lot of stuff out. And I've got a, I found out there were two lots of strategies. There was a meta strategy, which is looking at the big scene stuff, and then there's the actual little details. So this is not a complete list. When you talk to each other, I betcha you'll have all kinds of different techniques or ideas or things that have worked at various times. So access seems to be the main problem. Most parents would say they don't mind their children having friends or using texting to keep in touch with their friends or whatever, but it's excess. So what, there, there's a positive and negative way to deal with this. It's certainly okay to think about whether or not you as a family can come up with a set of rules about what, when, what is too much or are there appropriate times. Um, you might want to consider things like having um, rules about um, when there is no screen time. Like if you're going to say, when we are eating together, all mobiles are in the middle of the table, including yours. Okay? So have a think about what kinds of rules you're going to have about those sorts of things. But you can also be more positive than that if you want to. You can keep adding real outings and communication to their lives, especially when your children are quite young, you have every right to say, great, like it that you have a chance to talk to your friends, but right here, right now, we are visiting your grandmother, and the etiquette is, is that the uh, phone stays in the car or in your pocket. How do you think that would go? 
It's worth a go. I guess I'd say talk about it. Why? Why can't I speak to my friends when I'm speaking to my grandmother? That gives you a wonderful opportunity to talk about the role of communication, what is good manners, um, and all those sorts of things. Uh, So you can keep adding things like outings, hobbies, um, chores, outside activities. You don't have to make a big fuss out of this. You can say, cool, great. So you've kept in touch with your friends. That's fantastic. Guess what? It's now time to take out the rubbish, um, play the piano, go to footy practice. So, so that's another way of just continuing to work on that. Uh, you can also help parents. Uh, you can also help them by encouraging other ways of expressing themselves. A lot of texting, communicating, using screens is about expression. That's not a bad thing. But um, if you're trying to raise children who are able to express themselves in a variety of ways and circumstances, then you, it's, it's your job to help them do that. So think about things like music, art, um, different kinds of screens such as movies. Theatre. Um, and of course, the thing is with movies and a lot of these things like music and art and theatre, is this going to be a shared thing where you're just coming along for the ride? One of the things that's so hard about a screen is that you do feel quite somewhat cut off if it's just a text, isn't it? It's, it seems to be a, a very um, private sort of thing unless you're actually peering over their shoulder. And has anybody tried that? Yeah, it doesn't go down very well. Yes. You can, set, um, uh, you can help them by setting an example showing how it is possible to live in a, in a, a sort of a technology-free way from time to time. That could be a greater challenge than we have time to look at now because the average age of Australian gamers is 35. All right? It's not 14. So I guess, and I don't want to ha- raise hands here, but do you have a problem yourself? Have a look at how you communicate. Um, even while I was thinking about this, I spent a bit of time down at the beach and I, every now and again I'd see small children playing on the sand or perhaps walking along with their mothers on the phone. And I thought, what? You know? and, and for someone whose children have now grown, I really miss having my children with me. I have sons, they never call. You know, so, yeah, <laughs> you know... I, I, sort of th- I always feel like going up and saying, don't you realise what you are doing? This is a 10-year-old boy. He's going to go. He'll never call, you know. But they won't listen to me. Okay. So have a think about what you're doing yourself. Um, I guess the other thing is have a look at how your relationship was before adolescence. That's a bit rotten, isn't it? But I've got to throw that in. <laughs> Some of you may still have... So you, 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 it's not over yet. You've got children who are younger than adolescents. And really, a lot of this is stepping stone stuff. You're just building on it. Um, and I guess if you're looking at the way your children use technology and you're thinking, oh, I think I've been a bit slack here, um, sure, if you go back and talk to your children after this talk here and say you want to rethink the rules, you will cop some flack. But I'd say, well, it's pro- it might be worth it, okay? Uh, but if, you, if you've got a good relationship with your kids before they start using phones, that will probably help on the way through. You are allowed to limit screen time. It is okay. The world will not collapse. Are your children telling you that they will have no social life if you do not allow them to respond to their friends between the hours of seven and nine? Really? So again, you might want to have a rethink about that. Think about how much media happens in bedrooms. Again, this depends on the age of your children and whether they've been shown to be trustworthy. Uh, The trouble with media in bedrooms and texting in bedrooms or in private places 
is that there seems to be a real problem with sleep deprivation and the use of technological devices. This is a problem. Um, so teenagers need eight to 10 hours sleep as a general rule. That's more than they will tell you they need, except when they have to get up and go to school. So there, re there really are some good reasons to think about where technological devices, including text, uh, phones, are used and what happens to them at night. You might actually decide, for example, that from now on all phones and devices will be docked in a public area, like in the kitchen or the lounge room or somewhere, and the rule is that all devices need to be docked before bedtime. You might want to talk about that. Be familiar with the media your child is immersed in. So if it is a texting thing, it's, it's you know, keeping in touch with people no matter what, ask them about it. If, I, I, one of the things about parents is that we can often appear to be very sarcastic and sometimes we ask too many why questions. Why, by its very nature, is a defensive question. Um, so if I actually went up to one of you and said, why are you wearing that? Um, it sounds rude, doesn't it? Why questions do, or even if I asked you why are you here, it'll sort of put you on the back step a little bit. You might want to actually go up and say, look, I'm really interested. You clearly spend a lot of time talking to your friends. I'm really interested in that. I never was able to do that when I was your age. We used to be on the phone. Tell me, what is this like to be able to do this? And, and try to be really interested in it. And, and so, sometimes what that means is that um, I've certainly watched movies I would never have watched if I didn't have three sons. I've done all kinds of things I wouldn't have done if I hadn't had three sons. But I look back on it and think that my life is just a little bit better because of it. Um, and so you, you, you're always going to learn. And remember, it's not about the technology. It's about the people that you love who are using the technology. That's a great motivation uh, to actually get to know what's going on. I guess the other thing is make the most of your teenagers' big brains and their decision-making prowess. One of the things about teenagers as compared to younger children is you really can start to explore scenarios with them. Um, so even if they haven't actually said, look, they, they, they might very well say to you, I don't know why you're worried, Mum, everything's cool, everything's great, you know, just get off my back. Uh, but it's really okay to say, okay, hear me out. If this happens and this happens, what would you do? And that's, again, teenagers are able to think ahead. Now, sometimes they'll certainly just put you off and say, don't worry, it'll be all right. You know, I'd handle it. Huh, that's not an answer. That's a, you know, or tell me how you would handle it. You know, uh, oh, and, and if you really get stuck there, keep going a few other ways. And, you know, you've sort of read in the newspaper that this happened to this kid. Now, your children might very well say, that's not going to happen to me. And you say, OK, I need to know what, what you would do. And, 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 so the, and, and again, if you still don't get anywhere with that, eventually you might have to say, well, look, here's the thing. This is what I'm wondering. Is, there, is it possible that we can come up with this particular approach? So if this happens, this happens. If you got stuck there, would you let me know? Because I think I might have a few tricks up my sleeve that could help you. And I'm thinking particularly about when text messages go wrong, you end up with maybe cyberbullying or people feeling very uncomfortable or the sexting gets completely out of hand and... You know, you really want to know about this because you're the parents and it's your job to help them. So think about using scenarios because that's often a really... And it's good for you too because then you can think through the issues as well. Uh, I guess too I've said check your communication skills. 
there's two different sorts of communication skills. One is that sort of um, the listening skills. And I've talked a little bit about that. I say less why questions, more how can I um, help you or I'm really interested. So they're all sort of listening skills. I guess the other set of skills is more to do with your role as a parent of um, being able to be clear about what the boundaries are, to be clear that it is your job to instruct them and that you wish to sort of um, be very clear about what their responsibilities are and what will happen if those responsibilities are not met. I guess the only thing I would say there is I've heard a number of parents say that well, the kid steps out of line, they do something crazy like remove the phone for three months, for heaven's sake. Don't remove a phone from a child for three months, they're just going to completely die. You know, it's too long. You know, and, and, and you'll end up with resentment. And this is not about causing your children to resent you, but to help them so that when you're no longer around to check over their shoulders, that they are going to be fine, upstanding members of the community who are able to look after themselves. So I, I guess I'm saying things like, you know, using very clear statements like, I, it's, you know, it, it's, it's, you need to, to put your phone down now because we're having dinner. You know, um, if you don't put your phone down now, this is what's going to happen. Uh, and it's really important in how you say that, um, whether it's a time for discussion or not, because there are times when it will be for discussion. Let's talk about phone use and how you're texting with your friends. And there are times when we had a discussion about this, it is now time for this to cease. And then you're going to have to be very, very clear about what's going to happen. So that's good table talk, don't you think? Because I'm just throwing it out there right now. I guess the other thing is to take care of yourself and your other relationships. The, the, how triggered are you or how, how worn down are you <laughs> by, by the stonewalling of, of your teenagers? Or is it the tears? I, I, again, I only had sons. Um, so for sons, it was more of a, a sullen stonewalling, you know, what mum and dad don't know is going to... We're protecting them by not <laughs> filling them in. I think it's a very blokey sort of thing. Um, uh, when mothers I've spoken to have said that daughters tend to be a little bit more sort of histrionic, probably cry, weep, wail, blame their parents on completely ruining their lives. And I, I, I think I might have done that too, actually. So... Uh, Again, you do look after yourself here. Sometimes it'll just wear you down and sometimes it'll just bring back stuff you haven't thought about for years. Like, what happened to you? And there's no way you want your kids to go through what you went through. So it's, it's actually really important to take care of yourself, um, to think about who is the adult here. And if you are getting worn down, that's why we need each other. We need other parents around us who will sometimes say, look, yeah, I remember that. It was hell for a couple of years and then it got good. Now it's got bad again. You know, so again, you know, just to, to be around there. Um, okay. I could rave on. I want to tell you about some of the things I found when I started researching this. I found that there is, on the internet, there is a very good website called the Raising Children Network. So the Raising Children Network is a sort of a semi-government sort of um, network which has YouTube clips which has um, communication scenarios on it. It covers a whole range of different ages. And I found it very, very helpful. Also, did, it, that was also the network which advertised the, the webinar which was looking at gaming. And, and problems with gaming that I found was terribly interesting. There is a psychologist who speaks quite well on, on these subjects, who's Australia-wide known fellow. His name is Michael Carr Gregg. 
and he also writes about these sorts of subjects and he is an excellent resource. And then I'll show you this book, Cyber Parenting, which I really am very impressed with and I wish I'd known about it earlier. This book is put out by the St Matthias Press and I only found it in the catalogue before Christmas. It is not a long book. I got it on Monday and I finished it last night. Um, I really like it. I'm sort of thinking, don't listen to me, just read the book, you know. So there, there are some good things around. If any of you are grandparents... I actually found this quite helpful as well. And finally, before you start giving me a hard time with what I've said, um, never give up. What you're doing is important as parents um, it's all, and, and it's all about relationships. So it's about relationships, not the technology. And do not give up. Okay, I'll stop. Okay, Sue. Well, thank you so much for that. I learnt a lot, actually, and can't wait to get that book. Um, in your experience as a psychologist, what's worse, boys or girls? <laughs> I reckon they come out even. Sorry. I, I, they're, they're just going to have different issues. Um, like, the girls are going to probably be... Oh, look, again, it's not fair to say that the girls are, are more prone to cyberbullying because they're not. But the girls are going to get caught up more in the texting and the communications issues, perhaps being a bit um, naive when it comes to Facebook and what information is public and private. So the girls probably... The guys seem to be more prone to almost addictive behaviours, so they're the ones who are going to sit on a game and tell you that they just want to do one more level. Um, <laughs> You know, and, and, and this is a real problem because I haven't even touched it today but, but the way, because pornography is so in our houses now the, the, the guy's probably going to be much more prone to addictive kinds of issues if we don't kind of teach them how to discipline themselves and how to think about that is there anyone with a question for Sue um, we have got some mics around so raise your hand high up we have one over here What's the name of the book, please? The name of the book is nice and obvious. It's Cyber Parenting, um, Raising Your Kids in an Online World. And the authors are James and Simone Boswell. Anybody else with a question? Okay, well, let's put our hands together again for Sue. Oh, is there one more? Sorry, one more. I'm just, I'm just wondering. Could we have power to the mic down the front? Um, I'm just wondering, at what age do you think it's okay for a child to get a mobile phone? Okay. Now, the interesting thing about mobile phones is that they are no longer just a phone. If they were just a phone, then they wouldn't be connected to the internet and you would be able to then help teach them in a fairly um, steady way or a gradual way how to use a phone, how to work with a phone plan, depending on who's going to pay for it, um, and to set up kinds of rules. Um, if, if you're going to go to a smartphone, then remember you're actually not giving them a phone. You're giving them access to everything. So... I, I would probably say that, again, it depends on the maturity of the children and the circumstances. But th and there's probably nothing wrong with having a phone, but like any other device or anything you give a child, if you can just give them the phone 
so that we communicate and we can actually start learning how to use a phone, how to communicate properly, how to um, just talk to friends at appropriate times. You could probably do it in primary school. But again, it depends on the maturity of your child and whether or not you're going to be fully engaged in teaching them how to use this phone. It's really interesting, isn't it? A lot of us know that we're fully engaged in the education of our children, but when it comes to mobile devices or technological devices, we almost throw our hands up in the air. So again, I'd say, depending on how committed you are to help your children and teach them, go for it. But just, I, I, I would really wonder about, do you want to give a smartphone to a small child who is totally naive and does, has no idea about how vulnerable they are. Does that help? Okay. And I can see... Oh, there's one over here. There's a mic coming. <laughs> Thanks. Sue, do you think um, certain personalities are more prone to addictive behaviours behaviors like constant gaming. I've got a friend who has six children and they go from 39 to probably 21 now he would be. And the older ones obviously didn't have the technology that this younger one does. The older, and they've, they've all been high achievers. One's a doctor, one's an architect, one's, and some of them are in sales. And she, the mother's pretty cruisy with all of them. But anyway, the younger one, who was the one that's been bombarded, I guess, by technology, is a gamer and he's, um, the others are all outgoing. He's withdrawn, yep. doesn't, doesn't like to communicate. You can tell you're, you're a pain when you speak to him yeah, yeah. and um, yeah. plays obviously globally. Yep. He's won lots of competitions, so he's been to China a few times, so he's, he's not stupid, he's quite bright. But I wonder which way, which has developed the, his personality as opposed to the others. But, well, the jury's still out. Remember, we don't have enough information. The rate of technological change has been so rapid that, that research hasn't kept up with it. So that's one thing. But I guess uh, gamers themselves would tend to make, with reasonable things, that this is a global community they belong to, but it's not our community. So keep that in mind as well. There's nothing necessarily wrong with gaming, but again, you, you say that this person's social skills appear to have lost out. And I guess that's why, as a, as a parent, you've got a chance to say, this is your interest, you know, we'll support it, da, 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 but you still need to be able to talk to your grandmother. Yeah. So, yeah. And the very last one, just here. Yes, you. Um, yeah. um, I just wanted to share something. I've got a wide generation, some teenagers. Yes. And... Um, Fortunately, I have a husband that's into IT, so he does IT. So we researched something to put onto the router. Yes. It manages your time. Yes. It also manages what comes into your home. Yes. Um, so although they can still take the phones out to McDonald's mm -hmm. or anywhere else, out of the home, that's right. whatever comes into the home is filtered. Um, and we found that helpful in the sense that the principles and the values we are trying to instill in our children, mm -hmm. they understand that at home, no matter if they've got a laptop, phone, anything, sure. it's filtered. Yeah. And um, I, I think he got, the thing that we use is called iBoss, mm -hmm. and he got that from America eventually, because I didn't stop, yes. I didn't give up Good. in saying... It has to be yes. filtered. Yes, yes. Um, so, uh, 
it's a consistent yes. battle, yes. but even the time when parents, it's exhausting saying, please get off. No, you mm -hmm. can't play to the next level. Mm -hmm. Please get off. It's so helpful when the computer goes, you have five seconds yes. remaining. Of the yes, yes. And then it yes. just shuts exactly. off. Yes. There's no battle with me. Yes. It's all a battle with the screen. I agree. And I'm like, absolutely. Yes. Yes. And it's really, really helpful. And I just um, I want to encourage the parents, yes. if you're not into technology, get a friend that is. Exactly. And get them to help you. Yes. And it's worth it. Yes. Because even if they go out there and get into anything else, they know at home they have a safe place. Yeah. So. Now, that's exactly right, and I'd agree with you. There's a number of different ways, and especially if it's the boys who are onto the next level or whatever, you're exactly right. And, and it gives you a bit of a breathing space to set things up. And I guess what we're saying is, parents, this is a good subject. This is well worth your time and energy because it is part of our lives. And, and, and your role is to teach your children, to instruct them, to model and to set them free. And this is part of it. Um, and also, again, I'd sort of re-emphasise what I said earlier, that this depends on you having thought about what's important. So I think you're in a good place to talk about, well, what's important? Why bother? Why is it so important? And if you're not really sure about that, then maybe you want to come to, come to the meetings here on the weekend. Thank you very much, Sue. Let's put our hands together for Sue.